that's your friend. You don't go over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. This is Hour 3 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're the underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... Big Dog Sports Talk Power Hour. And welcome you back into the program here on this Wednesday. Hope you're doing well wherever you might be. We're going to talk some RU hoops. Onibuchi Izikadu, the pit transfer, going to join us in studio at 835. But joining us now on the program, it's time for Bill Roth and the Roth Report. It's time for the Roth Report. Presented by the University Club of Virginia Tech, Blacksburg's premier private club and event venue. Now along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. Good morning, William. How are you, my friend? Good morning, Rick. First of all, happy anniversary, your second anniversary for your radio program, which airs uh, five days a week in um, the New River Valley of Virginia. So uh, congratulations on that and happy anniversary. But wow, what a somber morning with the news of Vin Scully today. Absolutely. It's really a a tough day and a sad day uh, for those of us who appreciate him so much Mm -hmm. and and what he meant to the sport and to uh, broadcasting. Yeah, there's no doubt. And thank you, by the way, for that. You, I can't imagine doing the show without you as we did the first run around as well, man. So thank you uh, for being such a major part of it. But you're right. It, I had all this fun stuff planned, Bill, and then I woke up at four and it's the first thing I saw and it's kind of changed the mood a little bit. But we've been paying tribute as best we can. And I know that he meant so much to you as a younger broadcaster and still, right? And as a kid, as a baseball fan, <laughs> you know, he... <laughs> He had conversations with us. Yes. He always made it seem like he was just sitting in the car with you or on your transistor radio next to the bed, sitting next to you, having this conversation just with you, just <laughs> as a nice friend who loved baseball. And as an announcer and as a broadcaster, we all learned from him because Vin Scully, he, he was a poet. He was a lyricist. He was a wordsmith. You know, Rick, he was an avid reader of literature and... A singer of show tunes. He mm-hmm. would sing in the car on the way to the games. <laughs> and that helped him as a broadcaster and as a master storyteller because nobody ever told the story of baseball and Dodgers baseball better than him. He had this distinctive cadence and 
He used inflection to accentuate his message better than anyone who loves this craft. And he did it with such elegance and he did it with grace. And the other thing, Rick, his delivery, every game was a lesson in the efficiency of words. Mm -hmm. Allowing uh, the viewer on television or the listener on radio to absorb the crowd. He allowed the broadcast to breathe uh, when it demanded it. And man, his delivery was just so beautiful, and he made baseball beautiful to listen to. Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, it, you know, it's ironic his final broadcast was that Dodgers-Giants game, and, of course, the news came across during a Dodgers-Giants game last night. That the well. Dodgers won. That the but, Dodgers won, yeah. right, right. You know, it's you know, lot, and there's probably people out there, younger generation, who did not listen to Vin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when the Dodgers moved from Brooklyn to Los Angeles, um, by the way, Today's uh, Daily News, Vin Scully's on the front page. I, I just tweeted out a shot of the front page of the New York paper today. Very cool. Um, but, you know, it wasn't just the the, the the introduction to baseball on the West Coast, Coast was made by Vin Scully. The players were amazing. There was Sandy Koufax and Don Drysdale and, and all those amazing players. But so many of the Dodgers games, when they first moved to Los Angeles, in fact, Every road game was played on the East Coast right, or in the Midwest. And so those games were being played at 4, 5, 6 o'clock in Los Angeles. Well, where are people at 4 and 5 and 6 o'clock in the afternoon? That's right. That's a good point. They're in their cars. Mm -hmm. And millions of folks on the West Coast, particularly in Southern California, learn baseball and follow their favorite team on the radio. And Vin was so good at that. Tom Hofarth's a writer and a columnist and a friend of mine in Los Angeles. Um, and he's going to uh, write a lot about Vin um, and has known Vin. And, but he told me that once. He says, you know, one of the reasons the Dodgers became so popular on radio was because so many of their games were played. And of course, this was pre-cable, pre-satellite. Right. The games weren't on television. Uh, but you had you had this captive audience of people sitting on the 405 or the 5 yes. interstate. <laughs> That's right. Listening to Dodger games. Um, so, well, maybe. very, very tough. There was a great columnist in Los Angeles today. I encourage uh, everyone to, to you can read it online for free, Bill Plaschke, yes. Hall of Fame yes. journalist himself. This is what he wrote. He said, Vin, he said, he was more than a sports announcer. He was the most trusted public figure in the city's history. Great point. Well said. Yes, Absolutely. That's that's it right there. That's that's the legacy right there, right? That that says it all. His greatness in every other realm of what he did, but that that says it all. You believed everything he told you. Wow, Bill Pulaski. Of course, he nailed it. Good stuff. Um, speaking of nailing it, um, we had Brent Pry on Monday and Tech Camp open. I tell you what, he was so excited, and uh, it was great to have the guys back out there yesterday working in August. Yeah, you know this goes back to December when Coach Pry was hired. So. You know, we're into August now, so it's been a long time. And he's done a great job on the Hokie Club Tour. He's done a great job with press conferences. He's done a a good job assimilating himself, reacquainting himself with the fan base at Virginia Tech, whether that's visiting with the Corps of Cadets or throwing uh, throwing snowballs (laughs) on the field, whatever it happens to be, uh, he's done that. But he feels most at home on a football field with a whistle in his mouth practice mm-hmm. and, and so he gets to do that now starting this week uh sometimes he'll be up in the tower because this will be the first time he's overseeing the entire team not just 
the defense, which is what he has done as a coordinator at Penn State and as a coach and assistant coach at Vanderbilt and, and whatnot. But I'm really excited to see how this program changes. You can you can see it already. You can see that the, the blooms of this tree are different than mm-hmm. what has been growing. And so uh, we must be patient and, and, and let it bloom, uh, but it's going to be something special. I agree. I agree. And, uh, you know, everybody's making a big deal about the quarterbacks, and rightfully so. He talked about that a little bit. But what are you looking at, offensive battles and so forth, that you're watching on that side of the football as things develop here? I'm more wondering if there are enough playmakers on offense. I, As we've discussed, I think they're a situation where you could probably say they've upgraded at quarterback with both Brown and Wells. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see the physical condition that, the offensive skill guys come back with are there enough playmakers at receiver i don't know uh they're going to use it appears the tight end a little bit more um you know malachi thomas was a playmaker as a true freshman last year you you recall middle of the year he started the syracuse game which was a bit of a surprise and he ended up rushing for over 150 yards and three touchdowns and he only had like 11 carries the whole year going into that uh i i think that Clearly, he's going to be the number one guy. But what, what's the depth there going to look like? You know, Jalen Holston is back for his sixth year. And for those that don't know, the way this works is he got a medical red shirt, which a lot of kids get. And then that 2020 season, COVID didn't count. Remember that? You're right. So he gets an extra year. So Holston is back. I think that if we can learn anything from Coach Holt, that's the running back coach at Tech. When he was at Appalachian State, um, because I did a couple of their games. Um, they had a variety of guys that ran the ball at App State who rushed for over 1,000 yards that were, on, that were on the same team. So, in other words, you didn't necessarily have one featured back, right? Uh, they had a guy, Back in 2016, App State had a kid named Marcus Cox and Jalen Moore, and they both ran for 1,000 yards on the same team. Right, right. And I think that one of the things that Holt – will do is ride the hot hand so i don't know that that thomas becomes the featured back i, I it would not surprise me if you see a lot of holston during the course of the season and you see a lot of Keyshawn king and you see you know the bryce duke i'm looking forward to seeing him and chance black so i want to see the depth at running back uh without question and i want to see some depth at offensive line uh i i really you, you want to say that they're Every coach wants to have great depth on his offensive line, but few coaches do. And and uh, we'll talk defense next week, which, which this is going to be something you're going to hear again. The Hokies are an injury or two away on the line of having a real problem. Right. Right. Well, I hope that doesn't happen, but you have to. Have so you have to look, you have to look at the backups. Yeah. You, you, you have to see what what is our depth. It's hot. Someone gets banged up. Who goes in? Someone gets hurt. Misses games. Who goes in? So that's what I'm looking for. The depth on the O line, playmakers at receiver, and and then what is the rotation going to look like at tailback? Before we break for the SMA update, I want to get your take quickly on the uh, NFL suspensions. Here uh, we have Stephen Ross and. Deshaun Watson. Those, at least we had the arbiters ruling on Deshaun Watson. What do you think? I can see why the NFL may not appeal. <laughs> uh, that the, the Deshaun Watson suspension is laughably short. It's a slap in the face to women. Um, if it was a college player that had one violent sexual assault, he'd be suspended forever. This dude had 20. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And to get six games seems laughably short. Agreed. Um, as for the Stephen Ross suspension, I <laughs> yeah. think it, it, in a way uh, exonerates Brian Flores. He was telling the truth. You know, he got he got asked to tank games, even though, even though he didn't, uh, and he ended up getting fired. Uh, it does exonerate him. Uh, the tampering thing. How Ross came back after the decision was made and said, I didn't tamper. Clearly, he wanted Tom Brady to be a co-owner and quarterback. Yes. Yeah, Correct? absolutely. Clearly, he tampered trying to get another team's coach to coach his team. And you're not allowed to do it. But, I mean, I don't know what you have to do uh, today. I mean, the only NFL owner that was stripped of his team was Jerry Richardson. Right. Um, but, you know, between Washington and Miami, there have been some really egregious things that, that have happened. And you wonder what else these guys are doing that we don't know about. Well, that's true, too. Very, very true. And I'm sure we will never find out. Well, maybe not never, but it'll be slow to uh, unveil itself. And I appreciate, I mean, so for, for, for background purposes, um, you know, Stephen Ross, a big University of Michigan guy. He's a buddy of Scott Leffler, who was Tech's offensive coordinator who's um, now head coach in the MAC. He's, the, he, he's made the biggest contribution in the history of collegiate athletics, uh, millions and millions of dollars, uh, to the University of Michigan. I, I, I don't doubt that he's a very competitive guy who wants to win. And in his mind, if he's schmoozing with Tom Brady and asking him things, in his mind, maybe he doesn't think that's tampering. Okay? Right? Right. But it is. It is. In every sense of the word, Yes. In his mind, he's just schmoozing with it. He's like, look, man, I've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars of cash. I can do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's probably... It's my team. I want to win. I like Tom Brady. We've known each other, blah, blah, blah. He went to Michigan. I'm a Michigan guy. Mm -hmm. Right? You can see it, right? Oh, yeah. It paints itself. The picture paints itself. So, I get it, um, but I I, I think $1.5 million fine is... Is a little light. Yeah, yeah. It is the Roth Report here on BDST. We'll take a break. We will come back more with Bill. We'll get into the SMA update coming up. The Louise Baker Team Game of the Week and Bill's NRV Heart Clinic Top Three as we roll along here with the Roth Report on a Wednesday. Hey, Hokie fans and alums, have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's University Club. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. 
This is Rick Watson, voice of the Radford University Highlanders and host of Big Dog Sports Talk. Let me tell you about my friend Louise Baker with the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster. If you are looking to buy or sell here in the NRV, I can think of nobody better to take care of your real estate needs than Louise. She's meticulous, very detail-oriented, and will work to make what can be a very stressful time as stress-free as possible. Call Louise today for all of your real estate needs. You'll be glad you did. For more information, go to nrvhomes.com. That's nrvhomes.com. From the classroom to the studio to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech Sports Media and Analytics Program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. We do welcome you back to the program here on a Wednesday, our anniversary day. Bill Roth and the Roth Report, the SMA update here on a Wednesday, Bill. What do you get someone for their second anniversary? <laughs> I've been I saying- didn't bring flowers. I don't know. <laughs> that would likely be inappropriate. Donuts. Uh, donuts. Any, any meat product would be fine. Beef you know? jerky. Yes. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Anything like that's fine. <laughs> so our SMA update, and it, this has a Vince Scully theme to it, each year, each semester in the play-by-play class. So I teach three different classes at Virginia Tech. The play-by-play class Uh, One of the assignments is the Vin Scully assignment. Uh, I make them watch an entire Dodgers-Cubs game, which Vin was at his best. Vin was in his prime, and he had a really good day. Not that he ever had a bad one, although I'm sure he did, right? (laughs) Yeah, sure. He was really, really on his game, and it was a great game. And so I make the students in the class watch it, then they have to do an essay on what makes Vin so great. And remember now, these are... Uh, 18 to 20 year old kids in these classes, they may not know who Fernando Valenzuela mm-hmm. is or was, right. or Don Drysdale, or Sandy Koufax, or uh, all those great Dodgers that that Vin talks about. And so uh, they go back and watch a baseball game from 15, 20 years ago, and it's eye opening for them. So they learn a lot about the game, and then they have to write an essay on what makes Vin so good. And it's it's, it's fun for me to read their essays. We, learn, we all get better if we listen to Vin and study how he did a game. There's no question. No question whatsoever. I mean, I, you're right. If you can just find one game, you could go back and listen to the whole thing and not care about the rest of it. You just listen to it. Just have it on. Just have it on. Man, oh, man. Um, what are you going to do now for the Louise Baker team game of the week? Got some big baseball series this weekend. Something happening in Canton. What do you got? What do you got? I'm going football. This weekend it begins. Yeah. Starting tomorrow night, Thursday night. Uh, we have football now every week through January because the it. Hall of Fame game is tomorrow night. <laughs> mm-hmm. Las Vegas and Jacksonville. Yeah, I just in want Canton. To, yeah, can't wait to see football. Right, it doesn't matter who NBC playing. tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'll be curious to see how they present it. Are they going to present it as the Sunday night football game on Thursday? If so. Uh, I'll be excited to see what NBC is going to do. I don't know, but that'll be fun tomorrow night. We get some football. And we had a little bit of a shuffling there at the top of the broadcast for uh, NBC Sunday night football this year. So that'll be good. You know you know a lot about that shuffling, or at least the person involved now. <laughs> yeah, excited for – you know, it's funny. Uh, so, you know, Mike Tarico is a Syracuse colleague of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Horowitz is the new voice of the Raiders. Um. He'll make his debut tomorrow night in Canton. Jason's uh, works with us at, at Westwood One. He's the studio host for Westwood One, but he's the new voice of the Raiders. Uh, he's a Syracuse guy. Anish Sharoff, 
who also is a Syracuse guy, is the new voice of the Panthers and uh, in, in Carolina. And Benetti, Jason Benetti, got hired by Fox. Mm-hmm. So between Tarico, Benetti, uh, Horowitz, and Sharoff, I'm not going to have to buy a dinner ever again. <laughs> Mike's making more than everybody combined. <laughs> <laughs> You just show up and go. What are we having tonight, Mike? I'm joking. Me? Yeah, we, so we had to get a bunch of us were in, in ironically in Las Vegas, and we like ten of us. We went out to this really great restaurant. And Mike Tarico goes, "I'll pay," and we're like, "Dude, of course you're gonna pay. You're, you're, you're making eight figures." <laughs> Tell you what, guys, I got this. I got. This. I got. I got. It's only a couple hundred bucks. It's on me. Yeah. No. Order joking. the big joking. piece of steak. Yeah, I got joking. You. Joking. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, before we head out now, I don't know where it's going, but it's time for the NRV Heart Clinic Top 3. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top 3, presented by New River Valley Heart Clinic in Radford. All right, which direction will the top three go? Rick, you're going to like this because it's going to be my personal top three Vin Scully calls. Ooh, And there's lots to choose from because... You'll recall now, not only did he call 67 years of Dodgers baseball, but he did all those World Series games, Mm -hmm. right, for years and years and years. So he called Hank Aaron's 715th home run. Yeah, yeah. He called Barry Bonds' 71st home run. Um, When the Blue Jays won the World Series on radio, he had Joe Carter's home run. That's right. That's right. When the Twins won, he had Kirby Puckett's home run call. (laughs) Plus... What he's got twelve all star, twenty five all star games, twelve World Series, all those no hitters, um, yeah, the stories, the, the 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 snake that ingested two bunnies, the ice skating with Jackie Robinson. Yes, I yes. mean, um, I, I I thought that his he had a pulse on our country, right? So Hank Aaron hits the 715th home run, breaking Babe Ruth's record, and Vin is eloquently able to say something along the lines of, here in the deep south, the Atlanta Brave fans are giving a standing ovation to a black man. Yes, yeah. Now today, that happens often, right? Back then, it did not happen. It was huge, yes, right. And for him, what a moment for Hank for Henry Aaron, um, who, by the way, was playing for the competitor. Yes, <laughs> during that broadcast. That's right. Right. That's right. right. Uh, anyway, my top three. Um, number three, you probably don't know because it may not mean that much to you, but Willie Stargell's home run in Game 7 of the 1979 World Series. Against the Game O's. 7 yeah. to right field. Off Scott McGregor, Pirates were down three to one. Came back, won the World Series mm-hmm. Game Seven at Old Memorial Stadium in Baltimore, and Vin had a great call where um, he he set it up with that uh, sing-songy uh, delivery where here's Wilver Stargell, mm-hmm. who always makes the opposition a bit nervous, especially <laughs> in a situation like this. Two outs, a man on, and a tie game in the seventh. Here's the pitch, and then on cue. He lays out. You hear the crack of the bat, ah. and he had you know. He, there's a drive to right, away back. Back goes Singleton to the wall. The whole thing, perfect. So that's number three. Okay. And Pirates' life for Bill Roth went nuts. Correct. <laughs> 
the local announcers were not allowed to call the games back then. Right. So the pirate, there, there, the the great pirate World Series calls are Vin <laughs> Scully, not Bob Prince or Milo Hamilton or Landry, the voices of the team. Right. Absolutely. He would call the whole season, and then in the World Series, Vin did it. Uh, number two, you played it earlier on your show, 1986 World Series, mm-hmm. Game 6. Yes. The Bill Buckner air, Mookie Wilson. Yes. Mets beat the Red Sox. The Red Sox. Yeah, the Mets win it. Oh, such a great call. It gets through Buckner. Yeah. <laughs> um, and number one. Again, he's calling a World Series game, but it's for his team now. Mm-hmm. And it's the Gibson home run. Yeah, absolutely. Which was in game one. It didn't decide right. the World Series. Right. Um, and then the in a, in, a, in a year of the improbable, the impossible has happened. Yes, yes. You know, so um, his, his what we can learn from him as announcers is his vocabulary was so deep. And he had so many ways to describe the same thing with different uh, words. Absolutely. His, his depth of his vocabulary was so immense. And that goes back to reading and literature mm-hmm. and and um, not <laughs> not reading just, you know, the baseball news <laughs> yeah, right, or the sports right. page. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little Shakespeare in there. And yeah. just, just to have a few more words at one's disposal. So. No doubt. No doubt. Perfect. That's a perfect top three, especially today of all days. All right, great stuff, man. Football practice is going. Next week, we'll focus on Virginia Tech's defense a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. When definitely. we visit. And there's um, there's concerns there. there there's, there's tremendous optimism. There's tremendous excitement and enthusiasm. And now we're going to get to see um, what the Brent Pry era looks like uh, with 100 dudes running around. Here That's exactly right. That's exactly right. All right, my friend. Have a great rest of the week. Appreciate you, Rick. Appreciate you, man. There you go. That's uh, Bill Roth and the Roth Report. Great stuff. We'll take a break. We'll come back, turn our attention to Radford basketball. As we're going to be joined in studio, Onibuchi Ezekadu is going to join us. Stay with us. More coming up here on our true anniversary program on the Reboot here on a Wednesday. Good morning. This is Kimberly McBroom in the WDBJ 7 Newsroom with their latest update. One person's in the hospital after a fire at a home along Roanoke Avenue Southwest in Roanoke last night. A family of six was inside at the time and one person was injured. The fire looks to have started in the kitchen, but officials are still investigating. Appalachian Power has a warning for those heading onto the new and Roanoke Rivers today. Water levels downstream of Claytor and Leesville dams could change rapidly throughout the week. High temperatures mean those hydroelectric plants could need to generate more power to keep up with air conditioners. And the number of positive COVID cases in the Roanoke region is high, but holding steady. Dr. Cynthia Morrow with the Roanoke City Allegheny Health District says hospitalizations were up slightly. While she says it's reassuring the numbers haven't changed much in the last few weeks, it's hard to know exactly what COVID will do next. That's your latest news update on the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD. You know when it comes time for an address change to purchase new or sell the old, you want a knowledgeable professional in your corner. You know, buying or selling your home can be a scary experience. Well, set aside any fears with the Louise Baker team. They'll guide you through the journey of buying or selling your home. So remember these names, Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda. The Louise Baker team. For more info, visit and like the Louise Baker team on Facebook and nrvhomes.com. 
First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. Hey, Hokie fans and alums, have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's University Club of vt.com. 